Hi, I'm Courtney. And I'm Brienne. And you're listening to Just Haunted House, House Things. Things. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing today, Courtney? We're listening to, or we're talking to, oh my God. Well, we also listen. There's yeah. a give and take in a conversation. <clears throat> yeah. yeah, of course. Um, so we're listening to and talking to uh, John Schnitzer. Schnitzer. <laughs> <laughs> we had to make sure we said that right. <laughs> yes. Um, John is the director of Haunters, The Art of the Scare. Amazing documentary that you can watch on uh, Shudder right now and on uh, Apple, uh, iTunes, yeah, and iTunes. download it. Get some bonus features on it. Yeah, you can do all that. Um, so John is joining us today, um, and he we're going to talk all about his uh, documentary. Yeah, and some his, other fun stuff. Yeah, some of his haunt experiences. So uh, without further ado, here we go. No, I was just we were talking. I was, you know, about how you guys got that comment from that from that listener who said you meandered too much, and how on Haunters, you know, you, if you make something, you're gonna get feedback. Oh yeah, it's gonna tell you stuff, and that that's fine. It's like totally cool. I mean, yeah. I know when I watch something, I say something, you know. But it's one of those things where it's like, it's always a trip to see what people say. Like if they say something like. Well, I watched it out of order first, <laughs> and then I saw it in order and wished I hadn't. And I'm like, okay, well, you just saw something out of order, and now you're saying that you were looking forward to it, and then you're saying that you didn't like it when you finally saw it. I'm like, yeah. who looks forward to something, sees it out of order here and there, and then sits down and watches in order to then write a very lengthy complaint? Yeah. Like, like not a short complaint, like a lot. <laughs> like, there's some people who wanted to complain, or say they don't like something, I'm, that's fantastic. Go for totally. it. Totally, your yeah, opinion's yeah. valid, yeah. That, go for it, go for I wouldn't say it's valid, I'm just saying your opinion is <laughs> To them, it you're, feels uh, valid. You're allowed yeah. to yeah. have your opinion. We're all allowed to scream into a void. Now here's Absolutely. the thing. If you message me, <laughs> oh. weekly, <gasps> monthly, yearly, to tell me the <laughs> no. same thing. I thought one dude, I finally replied, I was like, okay, this is year two of this. Oh my God. Year two, what? every month you have told me how much you hate my movie. Oh <laughs> I want to tell you, I am listening to you. I've heard it. You sent it to my email. You posted <laughs> on my Facebook. You sent it to my Instagram. You sent it every way you could. Except I'm looking for the messenger pigeon has yet to arrive. So <laughs> let me just tell you. You've never said anything new, by the way. So when you complain about something, unless you're going to find something new, a yeah. Shyamalan twist to your argument, <laughs> unless you've got some hidden treasure, unless you've got some really great, like, okay, every time this guy complains, he's got something new to bring to the table. No, yeah. it's always the same thing. I'm like, this is exactly what it was like every morning before I went to school. My mom, where are the keys? Where yeah. is your this? Where is your, okay, I get it. I understand. This is your mantra. Mm. You need to stop telling to me or yeah. develop something more interesting. And let me just review your argument. It's lazy, <laughs> it's repetitive, and it never fucking ends. <laughs> and I didn't sign up for it. I didn't sign up for your argument. I heard what you said multiple <laughs> times. I get it. It's memorized. I could recite it in a monologue. Calm oh, my God. I mean, there's... <laughs> oh it, well, the best were the Q and A's because at Q and A's, oh, like people oh my would just God. start screaming at each other over the like and yelling, and I was like, "Whoa, passionate! <laughs> I love it! Wow!" There's you know like, what? 
you don't make things to be wallpaper. No. no. Goes, You're creating I, conversation. Look, I my whole point was to make something that people who love haunts and mm-hmm. people who hate haunts can both enjoy, love, hate, feel very passionate about, yeah. and argue about because when you argue about something you're forced to pick a side and when you're forced to pick a side you get involved the amount of people and i'm not talking hundreds i'm talking thousands of people that had never been to a haunt before in their life didn't Mm -hmm. care about them at all whatsoever yeah thought everyone who made them were very strange saw haunters and then were like Oh my God, I love Char. Oh my God, right? I love Char. Yes. I tell you, here, it's, here's the thing that people, some people forget is context. If you put someone who's doing, who's gone too far, mm-hmm. who's breaking all the rules, mm-hmm. who's doing something that, let's face it, we all know they shouldn't be doing, including them. We all know they've gone too far. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's every yep. horror film. And they went too far. Okay. <laughs> yes. When you see someone like Shar, um, a legendary scare actor who's been a monster in haunts since 1974. Oh, yeah. Incredible. When you hear her talk, if you're not in the world of haunting, it's like, whoa, this lady's crazy. If you're in the world of haunting, it's like, I love this haunt mom. Yes. However, if you put her up against Russ McCamey, oh my God, people who are not initiated in the hot world or don't care about Halloween, they're all like Christmas people. And like, what's, what's, you know, let's get Christmas before, you know, Halloween even. Blast okay. at me. Exactly. They see this and they go, oh my God, I get it. And I love her. And then they go to haunts and then they reach out to her to tell her, I went to my first hunt because I saw you in Haunters. Mm-hmm. The amount of people that reach out to Donald, the amount of people that have reached out to me the amount of people when we play this in film festivals mm-hmm. that formed a line to hug Shar when it was oh. over to tell her how much they loved her and they were like tears in their eyes there were some people at our first screening at fantastic fest yeah from mm-hmm. london mm-hmm. who then hopped on a plane came to la to go to halloween horror nights for their first time because they liked the <laughs> highlight the short That's highlights yeah. that were in the movie okay <laughs> well you know it's a win you know i mean the fact is it's like there are certain people who really aren't that into haunts. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, my wife is one of them. She's not so into it. Yeah. And she she loves the design. She loves the art, mm-hmm. you know. But, you know, it's, it's, it's not 100% for her. And yeah. when she started getting caught up in the movie and she started, like, getting teary-eyed over Shar's story and Donald's mm-hmm. story, and then she was going, this Russ guy's out of his mind. And she's like, <laughs> and having a... And what was funny is after watching Haunters, the amount of times that she watched it, then she was like, you know, I want to go to more haunts. And she mm-hmm. still wants to go to more haunts now because she got caught up in in the subculture. Great. Right. I think like, that's like the that's, really beautiful thing because you can like really transform someone's idea of yeah. the whole like community. Um, yes. And like you did that deep dive that were yeah, you did a deep dive into it with your documentary. And I think that was really cool because you saw a real softer side. Like you saw the crazy side. You saw the real fucked up <laughs> side. But you saw like a softer side that I think a lot of people don't yeah. expect. I, I don't think a lot of people understand the community aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and like when people say like haunt family, it's legitimately a haunt family. And I think you captured that aspect of it really, really well. Yeah. 
hundred percent. I I grew up loving it so much. It's one of those things where it's like, I know if I just gush over haunts in a mm-hmm. documentary, then it, it becomes like my haunt video yearbook. And mm-hmm. it's great for us. And there have been documentaries like that that have been made. And guess what? I love them. <laughs> I really yeah. do. But I can't make other people in my life who don't care about haunts watch them because they don't yeah. care. You know, but you get, you know, you you get, <laughs> you know, something like the Tiger King. And next thing you know, you're like all into like people who weren't talking about animal rights before. Like, wait a minute, what's going on with these tigers? And yeah. what's happening? You know, sometimes you need to have a plot. Sometimes you mm-hmm. need a good guy and a bad guy. Sometimes right. you need to a really conflict. drive that story forward. Yeah, totally. Cause I, oh. my first cut of haunters, I had way more haunts in it. I filmed a ton of haunts. Yeah. Really? I filmed so much. Look, they came out the footage that I didn't put in the movie hurts me more than anybody else. Because <laughs> I'm just like, I want people to see this. The first cut, everyone was in it for an equal amount of time. Plus right. there were more. Yeah, and there's a reason why, like the bonus features of Haunters, like if you buy it on iTunes extras or you get the DVD or the Blu-ray, yeah, it comes with 30 minutes of bonus features, Ooh. and the bonus features are all like, okay, you get to see the LA haunted hayride right. and all their behind <sighs> the scenes. You get, you so you remember the haunted overload where you saw the giant uh, yeah. skulls being built in the movie? Okay, Hell yeah, you get, you get their really awesome emotional story. Oh. You get three years of del- behind the scenes of delusion that I had oh in an eight beginning, middle end story. That is such a trip. Um, you also have like, there's, there's a whole thing on um, um, Blumhouse doing the purge live fear the night <gasps> where they teamed up with blackout to do it. Oh, nice. And you also get the origin story of blackout. This is the true origin story of Blackout. That's not even in the movie, uh, the Blackout documentary. Right. Oh my God. And we have that's, all of that too. Yeah, that's so one like, I definitely wanted to like, like hear more about was Blackout. Was Blackout. Yeah. Oh God, I love Blackout. And the thing about Blackout is they just kept getting compared to McKamey Manor all of the time before my movie came out. Brutal. And what I kept noticing was, boy, they, they put themselves through Blackout. And yeah, through McKamey Manor, they, you know, so for people who don't know, yeah, okay, so McKamey Manor is one of the big focuses of my documentary. So Haunters, mm-hmm. the Art of the Scare, mm-hmm. was my Kickstarter documentary that I did, where I really just wanted to film like all kinds of haunts that I love, and make a documentary out of it. And I didn't realize I was going to go down a rabbit hole for four years because guess what? Wow. You can't get people to like live their lives on your schedule <laughs> and yeah. do things on your schedule. And like, there's a haunt that's in there. There's th- the three main focuses. It's Donald Juleson mm-hmm. who did Nightmare on Loganberry, a home haunt in his mother's driveway. His whole family loves it except for his wife. Right. Yes. <laughs> his haunt only is, he spends all year making it, but it only goes on for four hours on Halloween night. Well, guess what? It's not easy to get a lot of coverage of something. It's only going for four hours in one night. Yeah. And then I'm also filming Char Mayer, and she was in a lot of haunts that didn't allow filming. Right. So I had to 
work my magic to get some footage of her in action. Yeah. Which was very difficult. And I'll tell you about that later. So she's a scare actor. Then there's Russ McCamey, who has McCamey Manor, the world's most controversial, full contact, extreme terror experience that has no safe word. Like there's the craziest no of the crazy. That's what baffles me. Oh, look, there's oh. Re- the amount of times. There's a reason why we bring up the safe word a lot. There's a reason why I have other people comment on it. When people tell me, oh, I don't like McKinney Manor. I'm like, how many times do people say that McKinney Manor is wrong in my movie? If you took shots every time someone says something negative about McKinney Manor in my movie, you'd be taken away in a stretcher. Please don't turn this into a drinking game. You will <laughs> oh go my God, that's hurt yourself. It's a such bad a idea. great, but bad it's idea. A, it's a great, bad idea. Don't do it. And <laughs> so, uh, but it's like, yeah. So he's the guy who went too far. There's a great extreme haunt called Blackout. Now, Blackout got compared to Kami Manor because every time there's a list of the most extreme haunts of all time, they always got put in the same, the same bucket. And when I sat down and, and got to interview the guys from Blackout, which was really rare to do, because even in their own documentary, which is a great documentary, the Blackout Experiments, they really don't talk. There's like one scene of them being interviewed and the the filmmaker, uh, Rich Fox, who I ended up meeting and we were filming it around the, at the same time. Yeah. Mm. And I was, I was getting way more access than he was <laughs> wow. for whatever reason. He was making a, an exclusive blackout movie. Yeah. I felt so bad for the guy. And he was, a, yeah. what a great guy. And like when I was having technical problems with my movie, mm-hmm. he sent me over an assistant editor to help me out. Oh my God. I'm telling you, the camaraderie is real. I love the documentary world. I love the haunt world because once you're in a subculture, especially a subculture that doesn't make money, that nobody cares yeah. about, <laughs> it's like, okay, oh, the accuracy. Horror, horror, Halloween, and documentary. Um, these are, I'm like, I'm in the Venn diagram of yeah. a very bizarre All thing. massive popular things yeah. in yes. their own right. Yeah. Totally, but like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, it's a small world. You yeah, become yeah. family and friends real quick. Yeah. So, anyways, I wanted to sh- interview them and, and show the difference between them. It was interesting because Russ hates Blackout and doesn't, the guy from McCain Manor didn't like being included in a list with them because he thought, I don't do things yeah. sexual in my hunt. And of course, the guys from Blackout are like, we have a safe word and there's a way out. And we're very yeah. professional about what we do. And this was a lot of contra- So it was interesting to have the um to have them go back and forth in the movie mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. I found that I, I really found that really interesting because as someone who grew up like really scared of haunts in general, um to to like it took me forever to go into an actual haunted house because I was so worried about people touching me and I would just mm-hmm. like freak out. Not that I'd become aggressive in any way, but I was just like my own self was like, oh, God, don't touch me. Um, And so the more I got into the culture, the more that I learned about haunted houses in the community, I was like, oh, I could go to more types of haunted houses, like a little bit more extreme every year. And the one thing that always made me feel okay was having the fact that there was a safe word. And I remember years ago when Courtney first showed me (laughs) McKamey Manor, I was like, I like I got petrified within like on the couch that we were watching this like clip on just because the the lack of safe word it it yes. made everything too real too too psychotic too intense mentally like 
how could anyone willingly put themselves through that? Like without having any type of safety net whatsoever, yeah. even if it was just a single word. Right. It, it, it's freaked me out. You no, know, it's, it's a thing I asked him a million times. Here's something he felt very strongly about not including. I asked him about, you, you heard some of the times I asked about it, but I asked yeah. him, I don't even know, hundreds of times. <laughs> saying, you know, you really could have a safe because like with no actors in there at all, with right. nothing happening at all, just teenagers at one point they had. At one point, and they were such nice kids. Those mm. teenagers were so, so sweet. They so seemed nice. happy. They were really nice kids. And yeah. it was not, um, like that kid, Freddie, who said, when I get home from work and after I finish my homework, he's, the key is, he said, and after I finish my homework, I then think, what am I going to get to do at McKamey Banner this weekend? Okay, this kid, when after he gets home and finishes his homework, that's when he starts to daydream about awesome. what he gets to do. Okay, honestly, All right. you know, those kids were so sweet and so nice. And um, look, it's not, it's a trip. The Kimi Manor is like, I feel very, I was there in a moment in time. Mm, yeah. And where I was able to capture something that nobody else captured. And you only saw a sliver of what I captured. Right. You yeah. Saw a little bit, because honestly, if, if the whole thing could have been only on McKamey Manor and it could have gone, I could have had episode after episode. It could have been hours and hours and hours of stuff. Cause there's so much fascinating stuff that happened. Well, right. four years for like a haunted house that runs, oh. what? they run all the time, don't they? Yeah. But there was a good, there was a long time where they weren't running because they had been, they were trying to go pro and he was building right. the, the professional thing on the ranch. Then, yeah. Mm -hmm, then, so I was there while they were tearing, they were tearing that down too. That was a beautiful site. It was a beautiful site. And that yeah. lady um, who um, I loved her, she was so sweet. The lady with the horses mm -hmm. she was, Oh my God. I, I love a good horse lady. She was so cool. <laughs> and uh, just a nice lady. And, um, and, you know, of course had a, sees a different side of Russ you know she's like oh he's a great big teddy bear and he's just wonderful right, to weddings. Yeah. and you know she sees a different side to him so but it's a um when I sometimes things take years because it was just like even when I was there I was like so when do you think your haunt will be rebuilt he's like maybe a year or so and I'm just like oh my oh wow that's that's right yeah, yeah. nothing happens quickly around it just no. it just, it'll be when it happens so yeah you know it, but I have so much other footage and so many other things it was like it was tricky because I did this as a kickstarter uh I got as a kickstarter project and right. you know it was a trip because you're just <laughs> like oh maybe I should turn it into this and then have that also maybe I should do, do this in two different projects yeah but I was like you know I started this off as one thing I want to do it as one thing and I want to make one movie that just kicks a lot of ass that has a beginning, middle, and end that makes you laugh, that freaks you out, that gives you everything we love about Halloween and everything that just horrifies us. Yeah. And something that really has genuine amounts of horror and heart and mm -hmm. leaves you feeling good, but you went through hell to get there. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, that would be rad. And I didn't stop until I got that. And I really, I just... I really put myself through a lot to get to where we got to, but I'm just so lucky that I got so many people that helped me out that got excited about the process. Like 
like Ryan Gosling is singing in this movie. What? Okay, Wait. So, yeah. I don't even make a deal out of it. So now I have to make a deal. Now you it. have to make a deal. It's kind of cool. So, kind of uh, cool. Okay. So, <laughs> you know the band Dead Man's Bones? I think so. It sounds okay. familiar. I'm about to tell you about your favorite band of all time. You're going to play it and you will never stop playing it. This is going to be your jam. Okay. Dead Man's Bones. Okay. So I first heard this music years ago and I was like, I didn't like look up who it was. I just saw it was some group called Dead Man's Bones. And I'm like, Doing this right music now. is incredible. I love it. And I just kept listening to it over and over and over again. It's like spooky Halloween music that is guilt free. It's kick-ass. It's awesome. And who's in it? Oh my Zach God. Shields and Ryan Gosling. Oh okay. my God. Before we get to Ryan Gosling, who's Zach Shields? So Zach Shields is an amazing songwriter, an amazing filmmaker, yeah. and a screenwriter. Right. He is Michael Doherty's co-writer. Right. And he co-wrote um, Krampus, co-wrote um, the a Godzilla movie. He co-wrote, right. He's co-writing a lot. Okay. I didn't know that. He, this was before those movies. Yeah. I didn't know that. I see Ryan Gosling's name. I didn't see his picture or anything. And I was just like, Ryan Gosling, this must be like the other Ryan Gosling. Some guy's right. like, quit yeah. calling. I'm the other one. You know, just like, mom. <laughs> like on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so here's what's cool about this. If you like go back and look at YouTube videos, I just love everything about Dead Man's Bones. So Dead Man's Bones, Ryan Gosling did this with Zach Shields right after The Notebook. So The Notebook comes okay. out and then he goes on tour. So all the fans of the notebook are like, we're going to see Ryan Gosling in concert, like right. at a bar or whatever. And they're all there. And then what comes out on stage? Children dressed in Halloween costumes as like a children's choir and Ryan Gosling going to the microphone going, Ooh. Oh my God. <laughs> and, then, and then you see all these faces of notebook fans it's like looking more and more and more disappointed. The it fuck? Is a, I love it so much. Cause it really is just like, the wrong crowd, right? <laughs> Completely. Just, just the wrong people to be it's there to the right, enjoy it. Like, not the right told, demographic. If if I knew, I would have been in a Halloween costume. Yeah. At every show. I For just sure. Yeah. Been there. I and just been also dead. like recording the audience's reaction to Ryan oh, Gosling. Ooh. It's the greatest. It's the greatest. That's amazing. Man, costume contests. I'm like, I love it. So... I would just got really into it. And then I just kept, there's this one song in particular that mm -hmm. I just fell in love with called Dead Hearts. And I was like, oh my oh. God, the amount of times I've listened to this song and I play it over and over and over again. I play it like, especially during the Halloween time, but yeah. anytime I just put it on, but it's, it's like, it's such a beautiful, beautiful, creepy, awesome, sad Mm -hmm. Like it, it sounds eerily romantic just by the name. Yeah. Yeah. Dead hearts. But it also has like, there's this sounds in it too, where it sounds like building and creating. Okay. And then I was like, oh, I would love to take this and use this as a theme song to haunters because it sounds like the sound of the creative process. It sounds like how happy, excited, sad and insane you feel trying to create something that's going to be an experience that's meant to make people scream their heads off you know yeah like the idea of creating a haunt is the idea of creating a documentary you put everything you have into it and you have you hope you're going to get great reactions and yeah. 
you're losing your mind slowly as you're trying to do it because of the amount of sacrifice that goes into it because the word art for anyone who's ever created, they know the word art means sacrifice. You uh-huh. sacrifice everything, but then what you get out of it, the reactions is everything. Yes. You know, it's in the finished product of like, there it is. There's that thing that was in my head and it's different than I imagined because it's real and so many other people helped and now it's something incredible. And that's how mm-hmm. I feel about immersive theater, haunts, yeah. documentaries, mm-hmm. movies, music. It's all that much work, you know? And so I was like, I want Dead Man's Bones to, I want the theme song. Okay, so I'm friends with Monique Powell from Save Ferris. Mm-hmm. I was at the first Save Ferris show of all time. Mm-hmm. I nice. grew up at, in Orange County um, and I was at, in the 90s, I was at like all the ska shows. I had a right. plan. Oh. <laughs> Still have it. And um, anyways, so she invited me to a party and I was like, oh, I wonder if anyone there is going to know anything about Dead Man's Bones. And I go there and she's like, I want you to meet my friend, Alexander Burke. I know you two will totally get along. And I said, why? Does he have anything to do with Dead Man's Bones? And he's like, uh-huh. I recorded that album in my house. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and he's like, are you joking? And she's like, well, I knew you two would get along. And she walked away. Like she knew we'd get along. And I was like, he thought I was joking. I started acting out how the document, like I hadn't edited one <laughs> shot yet. I had the raw footage for the first like, year and or so like yeah, no, no, like not even the first year it was like the first five months of shooting and I started acting out how the movie's gonna go and he was just like oh I'll put you in touch with them tomorrow and I was like yeah oh. right give me your all your information maybe a blood sample I want everything I want everything <laughs> like, well, DNA, selling yeah, it yeah. on eBay it's fine want it all <laughs> the next day he sent an email introducing me to the to fucking Ryan Gosling in the and the guys at Dead Man's Bones and the record label. And I'm like, this guy <laughs> said he would do something and he, and he did it. Followed did it. through. I'm out of my mind. I can't believe any of this. <laughs> this sounds like the craziest thing ever. And I'm like, okay. Took me two days to respond because I was just in shock. Right. I was yeah. like, I don't even know what I how am I gonna do this? Anyways, long story kind of short. <laughs> I basically l- talked to the label, talked with they basically allowed me to have two songs and the instrumental tracks for the movie. Awesome. And as we're working on the movie, this amazing sound. And so Alex, Alexander Burke is just like, starts looking at my footage and going, wow, I really like what you're doing. Yeah. I'd like to create, what if I ask Zach and and if we can do some kind of Dead Man's Bones-esque songs? I still have the piano that they recorded on. I still have the place. We can do stuff that's in the same vein, but different. Why not? I was like, oh my God. And I was like, okay, so I need happy songs to go with Donald and Char to show yep. the happy side of haunting. And yep. he saw Donald. He's like, yeah, maybe some heavy. I'm like, no heavy metal. Mm-mm. Donald, it needs to be all played on kids' toys. Like upbeat, mm-hmm. yeah. Because it's also everything has to do with his childhood. Right. So I want there to be a subconscious thing of it feels lighthearted, but then we find out why. And this whole kind of a thing. And, you know, but when it comes to McKinney Manor, it can't be any of this music. It right. has to be something else. And I really, so 
Alexander Burke's totally on board. Yeah. And in his studio is a sound mixer who's incredible, who also like mixed the end song to the first Lord of the Rings movie and like, yep. you know, has worked with everybody. <laughs> so he's in there and he's like, I really like what you're doing here. I'd love to help out. I'm like, I can't afford you. you? I can't afford you. <laughs> and I was like, like, look at what I raised on Kickstarter. I went beyond my goal and I really wasn't asking for much. Like, I really don't have that kind of money. Yeah. And he's like, I'll, I just want, I just want to help out. And he ends up helping out for uh, years. Okay. Um, <laughs> like, honestly, it's the, it's amazing. When you meet the people that you're supposed to be doing stuff with, yeah. mm-hmm. things just happen. Yeah. And anyways, I started listening to the soundtrack of Room 237. I bought it on vinyl. Room 237 is that documentary about yeah. uh, everyone's conspiracy theories about The Shining, which yeah. I love. And it's made by the director, Rodney Asher, who I just think he's just incredible what he does. He did um, The Nightmare, mm-hmm. which this is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. Have you ever seen this? <laughs> I haven't and, seen it, no. Oh my God. When you watch it, crank up the volume. Oh God. And watch it in the dark. It's a documentary. It's the only way to watch those. <laughs> yeah. It's a documentary. This is real. Okay. It's about okay. people who suffer from sleep paralysis. Oh, and I have it, seen this. Okay. Well, they tell you about the nightmare you, yeah. they had. Yeah, that's why I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. I'm, every time it scares me. Yeah, okay. it's terrifying. <laughs> And sure, also, I'll go check it out, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He also did a, he did a most recent one is a glitch in the matrix. Okay. Another Ooh. one where it's about are we living in a simulation? And mm. yes, it's phenomenal. I like how you said yes. It is. <laughs> I then, play uh, Sims. I know for a fact we're all in a simulation. There you go. <laughs> yeah. It's a great one. And then he also did a really good one that's on Shutter. Um, it's meant to be like the first episode of a series. I want him to have this series so badly because I would just watch it as many times as I've seen this episode already. I've seen his episode that he's done 40 times. It's called <laughs> Primal Screen. And That's on my is, to watch list. Yeah, it's really short. It's basically kids that watch the trailer to the movie Magic growing up. Okay. And how it kind of messed them up. And then it gets into why are ventriloquists scary? Why are these puppets scary? What are the origins of ventriloquism? And and it starts getting darker and darker and creepier. It's a great double feature to watch that and then watch Magic right after. One great one-two punch. Anyways. You lost (laughs) me at a ventriloquist (laughs) dummy. Like Slappy from Goosebumps haunts my nightmares to this day. Yeah, look, Slappy is a lot of fun, but like Magic with uh, Anthony Hopkins? Yes. No. Okay, it's, it's so creepy. No, ventriloquist dummies, guys. No, it's not. It is so creepy. It's you so thought I weird. had a clown phobia. No, but the dummies, like, no. No, the dummies are like, oh my God. I love them. I love them. They're so creepy. Okay, the, I'll watch um, it in the dark. It's fine. Anyways, I, I reached out to him. We, we we were talking, like, on Twitter. Like, I was just asking him for advice and stuff, and he was being really cool. Anyways, I'm listening to the soundtrack of Room 237. A friend of mine's over. My friend Ryan's over, and he's like, that's Jonathan Snipes, the composer. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I know him. I was like, what do you mean you know him? We got so lucky. He calls him. It's the one free day Jonathan Snipes has. Jonathan Snipes is in the band Clipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's always scoring movies. He's always busy. He calls him. He comes over my place two hours later. And I was like, oh my God, he's here. Was it your friend Ryan Gosling who decided to call no, him? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. But, it, you know, another very impressive Ryan is amazing 3d artist uh, okay okay, okay incredible. Yeah. he's awesome brilliant guy anyways 
So he's over. And I was like, would you score some really creepy songs for my horror documentary? And he's like, no, I just did Room 237. Like, I just did that. <laughs> like, I'm so busy. And I was like, well, can I just show you some raw footage yeah. of what I shot? Mm. And I show it to him and he starts going, show me more. <gasps> show me more. He watched five hours of raw footage. What the fuck? Wow. And then he was like, okay, so you want me to do music for McKamey to score McKamey Manor's part of the movie? I said, mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. And he's like, all right, I have some ideas. And then he started sending me music. Oh. And it was perfect. It's so good. And then he's like, I just introduced me to other sound guys that do like creepy sounds. Like, oh, you should talk to this guy. You should talk to, because, you know, you can record all you want inside of a hunt, but your microphones are only going to capture a fraction of it. You actually yeah, have right. to recreate some of the sounds yeah, yeah. in order to capture the feeling. So a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of recaptured sounds that are in that, that a lot of sound work went into haunters, a lot of sound work. And they did such a good job because you actually do feel the feeling of what it feels like to be in certain rooms by getting those sounds right. So anyways, it's a real, this is like the meta kind of behind the scenes of the sound of the music, but like, I'm such a fan of Dead Man's Bones and it's what got me into wanting to, because I just, if you get to do a movie, mm -hmm. then, then what? You get to like do all the parts of a movie that you want and like, I love it. I love great music. I want to have yeah. the best music that a documentary has ever had. And my, that's what I'm looking for. Right. Mm -hmm. So dead man's bones was like the start of it. And for all your fans that are listening, the reason why you should listen to it, it's all on Spotify now. It's so great. Mm -hmm. So dead man's bones, Ryan Gosling, of course, was a Mouseketeer. Yes, he and was. He that's was. my favorite fact about him. He's a Musketeer. Yeah, because I'm a my giant favorite fact Disney is nerd. that he like he lived with Justin Timberlake while being a Musketeer. <laughs> so weird and it's like BFFs. it's such a bizarre thing but it's like so he was a mouseketeer mm -hmm. and when he was at disneyland mm -hmm. like on his lunch breaks he would go on the haunted mansion right over and over and over again <gasps> so the idea of dead man's bones came from the fact that he wanted that to be the music that the <gasps> ghosts at the haunted mansion listen to after everyone else has left disneyland for the day it's what I they listen that. to at night that just melted my heart. Oh my god! Oh my god! For extra bonus points for Ryan Gosling. I love him as I if he him. needed them, but like, yeah, right? Look, like, holy I'm, crap! It's hard not to love Ryan Gosling. He's he's incredible, and I it kept like that whole album, like from beginning to end, is so good. And there's like there are songs that are like really sad, and there's mm. songs that are super happy, and there's and it's just all over the it's just uh, the album itself does have a beautiful beginning middle and end yeah mm -hmm. so the fact that i was able to get two songs i went nuts when i got them yeah, and I bet. then it was like because i was allowed to have the instrumental tracks then it was all about ooh, we can play with and remix it and use it in different ways yeah mm -hmm. so with the opening title of haunters you it's like kind of a remixing of dead hearts mixed in with stuff that alexander burke and, and oh, okay. Neil baldock yeah and um all these other musicians i brought into the you know <laughs> got it, into, well, it yeah, created like awesome. a real you're like you're absolutely right with the music like it created a really nice contrast so like while i was watching the mckamey manor stuff mm -hmm. i would feel like rage and just <laughs> sadness for the people who had to endure it and like 
empathy for his wife. And I'm like, but why are you letting him do this? And then it would switch over to something like even just blackout or like talking to Shah or any of the producers that you had on. It was all of a sudden I could breathe again because I was like, no, no, this is the happy place. This is where you want (laughs) to be with all of the haunting and and the community. So it's like you did a really good job with the music. Yeah. Well, thank you. Look, it's a I really appreciate it. I mean, it's one of those like I wanted I didn't want to do voiceover and tell you what to think but I yeah. wanted you to be able to feel it um, so you could understand, you could have a, yeah. and that way there's more to talk about later on what you think, you know, it's, it's, it's fun to, to think about and to, and to see how other people react to the, yeah. to the movie. It's a, the whole thing's a trip to me. I mean, really, I still, I still can't um, believe that I made it. I still can't believe it's, out there it's just so crazy I mean it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure it's similar to your podcast where it's something you've thought about for a yeah. long time yes uh, yes yeah, yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I heard look I listened to it and I was like your first episode I really love that you're like walking everyone through the process because it's like yeah that to create a process it's like that Ira Glass quote mm. where he says the whole thing about creating Do you know that mm-hmm. quote it's the idea of, um, you know what? I, I was about to just totally spitball Ira Glass. Just, and I'm like, no. I'm I, not I don't think it. you can do that, but no. you can try. <laughs> I'm going to Google Ira Glass. Do it. Do it up. Creativity. We Google a lot on this show. Oh, 100%. Like, usually, like, no camera. So we're just like, okay, well, while you talk, I'm going to yeah, look yeah. this we'll, up. We'll Google things right on the spot. I so did when you, as fun. soon as you mentioned the band, I was like, let me look this up. Oh yeah, dude. I, the amount of people that I have introduced to Dead Man's Mouth, I love that more than anything really i'm just so glad because i just want the world to listen to dead man's bones i love them so much i'm surprised it's not more popular considering oh yeah kills me it's not more popular it should be a big deal okay yes so this is ira glass's quote on creativity feel free to just cut it out you don't need to keep anything in here but i just (laughs) because if you've never heard it nobody tells and you can even just have his voice he said that he's recorded this it's beautiful when he says it Nobody tells this to people who are beginners. I wish I had someone, I wish I had someone tell me. All of us who do creative work, we get into it because we have good taste, but there is a gap. For the first couple of years you make stuff, it's just not that good. You're trying to be good. It has potential, but it's not. But your taste, the thing that got you into the game is still killer. Mm. And your taste is why your work disappoints you. A lot of people never get past this phase. They quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have this special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this. And if we are just starting out or is still in this phase, you got to know that this it's normal. And the most important thing you can do is a lot of work. Put yourself on a deadline so that every week you finish one piece. It's only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure that out. And I took longer to figure out how to do this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while. You just got to fight your way through it. Oh my God. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like the most accurate description of my life. Yep. Mine too. 100%. (laughs) 
I think for go. like any artist, no matter what genre or where you are, like put yourself in. Yeah, it, that's a hundred. That's a yeah. Whatever very your medium quote. is, I feel like people go through that process. They yeah. they fail and then they fail again. And I just remember, I can't remember who who said this, but I just remember someone like quoting. Um, saying that failure is actually a good thing. Um, it's just the amount of times you fail because each failure becomes a better failure. Yeah. Oh, totally. And oh, I think on. that translates to creating because- Oh, totally. I mean, I've done so many things over my life, like creatively. And not. And not creatively that have like yeah. ended up being like some successes and then some failures. But- I don't look at them as failures. I look at them as learning moments. Oh, I totally. I, I always say, I've t I used to tell my mom all the time, I'd be like, I need to go out and make my own mistakes. I need, mm -hmm. I need to be the one to go through that process. I can't necessarily have someone tell me to do something or not, or give me their opinion on something, on a choice I'm going to make, because there's no better way to learn and grow than to make your mistakes, put yourself out there. And sometimes something you may think is a mistake isn't, and it turns into like a beautiful blessing, but in a way you may have never even imagined. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like yeah, you mentioned totally. your documentary, you were going to start it on one thing and then you found all this footage and you could have done two different, you could have gone in a completely different direction, you but gone episodic, you exactly. could have done all these things. Oh, come on. I tell you, I'll tell you how it originally started too. Please do. Yeah. I would so, love to know the inspiration behind Haunters. Like yes. what was the sole purpose? I mean, we know the purpose, but what well, was hey, the driving factor? Okay. Well, I'll tell you. So Donald Juleson, the guy who looks like the Terminator, <laughs> who does Nightmare on Loganberry. Dude, love totally. Him. Love him. Totally, right? totally. And at first, like, sorry, super meander side note. Uh, when I, as I was thinking, I was like, why is he wearing the sunglasses is exactly when you guys went yeah. into the point of like, why, why he, was he wears wearing, the And then sunglasses. all of a sudden I was like, oh, okay. I feel closer to him now. He doesn't look yeah. like the Terminator. He just, he looks like a man who needs to wear sunglasses. Okay. Yeah. So what you just said was like, that was, there was this phase in the editing where while we were cutting, the idea was to do this. The idea was to answer the question the audience just thought of because i'll tell you why every time yes. i watch a great movie every time i have the question pop in my head moments later they answer the question i'm like mm -hmm. wow this yeah. movie is it's like no it's just answering the question that you may have thought of at that moment in time but yeah so it's one of those things where i we was a lot of playing around to go like i think this is where the audience is asking that question yeah. And it wasn't just me. I had to have like a handful of people over to be like, where are they going to ask this question? Mm -hmm. And sometimes I would let, you know, let people have the space for, why is this guy wearing the sunglasses? I'm like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you. That was helpful. But some, so Mark. some, yeah, you have to yeah. have people whose taste you trust watching your stuff mm -hmm. and who have similar taste and also like things that are different than what you're doing. Yeah. And then you're going to see once you get those people thinking that you've, that you've answered their mental question, then it just, it brings everyone in, into an interesting space. So I worked very hard and going, okay, where do we answer these questions? Because I want to spend some time. My favorite thing to do when I watch a documentary is always 
what happens when you watch a documentary? You start judging certain people like, well, this person thinks this or that person. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. you realize you were wrong and this mm-hmm. person's different than you thought or this, yeah. or the whatever goes through how you watch a normal movie. You, you change how you feel about different characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's got to be the same with a documentary. You have to like, there has to be a, you can't just, dump the information it's called an info dump don't do that yeah you want to feel it the way you feel it in a movie so but i'm glad you enjoyed that because that was like it's like the things that people never point out that you're like you have no idea how hard it was to like know when to have that moment come in yeah and when it came in it just felt so like mm-hmm. and if you look at it too in the minutes that it comes in the movie it's like in a scripted version it would come in there also yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like that's where we get a deeper knowledge. I think it's like around forty-five minutes in, so it's around mm-hmm. forty-five minutes. So it's like the, the part of the movie where someone looks in the mirror. Who am I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you learn something more about a character. Well, you learn more about Donald, and that's. But thing is, I grew up with Donald. What oh. Donald? Okay, so I'm actually there's a picture of me in the movie for a moment. Um, I met Donald in the sixth grade. I was the new kid in school. And I had, I showed up to school and I brought with me, of course, everything that I didn't need. <laughs> the of first course. Day of school, I had my Fangoria magazine. Hell yeah. Yeah. And a copy of Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Yes. Hell yes. I just was like, this is what I'm bringing to school. And I'm sitting there waiting for class to start reading Fangoria. And Donald sits right across from me. And Donald says, "Yep, you got Fangoria." I'm like, yeah. He's like, what's the full, what's the pullout poster? I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a nice one. It's Freddy. Ooh, <laughs> Pull out. He's like, oh, it's a good one. He's like, oh, that's really cool. And we start talking about Pinhead and Freddy, mm-hmm. and we're just having all these great conversations. So just to let you know, at this time, this is young Donald. Mm-hmm. Donald's not wearing sunglasses. Okay. Right. Donald with the kind of Donny Osmond haircut, uh, <laughs> wearing a Garfield sweater. Yes. And he was always in the Garfield sweater. And we just immediately became great friends. Mm. Yeah. And they they announced at school they're going to be doing um, a fall carnival and there's going to be a haunted house. (gasps) And if we need volunteers and that we almost threw our arms out of the socket. (laughs) (laughs) We want to help out with the haunted house. Use me. And we had, we met with the, this, this kid, uh, Cliff Beaver, his dad, Mr. Beaver. Great name. Uh, yeah. So Mr. Beaver, you had to meet with him. And I was like, we have a, the best idea worked out ever, Mr. Beaver. Here's what we're going to do. Donald's going to be in his dad's military outfit like, that he wore in Vietnam. Yeah. And he's going to wear like a gas mask and he's going to be covered in these fake rats. He'll be in the corner. I'm going to be around the other side. And what's going to happen is he's not going to move. They're going to walk towards me. I'm going to jump out as Freddy. Oh, God. With the claw and do my yeah. laugh. And then once they get freaked out by me, then he's going to go, ah, get up and like hold out, hold up the rats at them. And then yeah. I'll jump out of the way. And then I'll spray them with, with, uh, with a squirt bottle. <laughs> and, and, then we, and that'll be it. And he's like, well, we have to end with you guys. This is the, yeah. this is the most elaborate thing. <laughs> Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> Who's planning this? And he's like, so we'll end with you. And we, the high school kids started coming through. Oh. Day. 
And when the high school kids came through, we scared them so bad <laughs> that to get away from us, they broke through all the cardboard. <laughs> the whole maze is falling apart. And like, well, you guys ruined it for everybody. I'm like, yes, we did. We scared people so bad that we shut it down. One, one can say you blew the roof off the place. <laughs> Boom. It was so good. And it was like, so afterwards, we got in our bicycles and went to the movie theater to see the Tom Savini remake of Night of the Living Dead. Nice. And that's how we ended one of the greatest days of our that life. That is amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. So I, God, he had me over his house um, growing up. Yep. And one time I went over there and his brothers were there. Mm. And they were wearing, in September is the first time I went over there, and they were wearing werewolf masks. And I thought, oh, <laughs> they're going to surprise Donald. Mm. What I didn't expect is for them to tie us both up throw what? lawn darts in the air at us duct tape us and totally attack us oh my god I went home completely with just roughed up and my parents like what happened to you i'm like well <laughs> donald's brother came down the stairs wearing a werewolf mask next and i as i'm talking my dad goes okay all right what, like, <laughs> i'm a full of shit you know obviously like well it's not my fault you know i come from a, a huge family of liars they raised (laughs) and they're just like well he's just lying again like well i didn't anyways so fast forward so many years later um i spent my halloweens in like in los angeles Mm. i lived um for years in west hollywood so i lived right by like the the greatest halloween party of all time right oh my god god haunts all the time and Donald just kept he told me, yeah, I do um been doing a haunt with my um and my with my family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you should come. I'm like, that's the last place I want to be with your insane family. No, thank you. I do not want to get tied up again. I've <laughs> been arrested on Mother's Day before. And that's oh, the, the knocker on the house says the nut house. And they're not like it's not to be ironic it's like they're telling you this is it's crazy. a warning <laughs> it's totally like it's, it's an fbi disclaimer at the beginning of a videotape like you know, there's a warning now you know, we're telling you what's going to happen next so i was like no i'm not going to go that's a good this is not appealing to me and year after year he's like i really love it if you would come i'm like well i really love it if you know that i'm never going to go be around your family ever again so <laughs> yeah how about that how about that enjoy that um and then my mom calls me and says you know what we went to the haunt and yeah. it was wonderful. You have to Aww. go. And I was like, all right, fine. So then I go mm-hmm. and then I see it in action. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this haunted house healed a dysfunctional family. It brought this family oh. together and it completely changed the way they relate to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm for the better you think about it it's like most families have their issues mm-hmm. and yeah it's just the way it is and this is something where it's like they're not getting together every year just to have a meal and, and try to get through it they're going through the, the creative process together yeah Donald's in charge of planning but then they have to bring their own thing to it they're part of construction they're doing mm. so many things to it and 
it really brought them together. And I got very emotional when I saw that happen. And I saw them like hugging each other. And I was just like, none, of, I just didn't know that any of this would be possible. It was a real mind blowing experience for me. And I thought, oh my God, this needs to be a documentary. And then I just kept thinking about all the other docs, all the other haunts that I go to and yeah. I love. And then I, okay, so there's another thing. Across the street from Donald is another haunted house. Oh, really? And they're incredible. And I was like, oh my God, by the way, you must be like really close friends with yeah. the guy across the street. He's got such a great haunt. He's like, are you kidding? I've never talked to that guy. He's the competition. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, it's either like you guys are best friends or you guys are just like complete rivals. Mortal enemies. You have like to understand the Montagues this, and the Capulets. This is a street in Orange County, right in walking distance from La Madera Elementary School, where we put on our haunted house together. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They are on a very sleepy cul-de-sac. There is nothing going on there. Okay. This is it. This is the one thing. There are one, one street where nothing is going on, but two haunted houses. Oh my God. <laughs> and I started interviewing Donald about them and them about Donald. Yeah. And it was hysterically funny. <laughs> the greatest thing ever and I I was just having way too much fun and the footage is like I made me laugh so hard I was crying there's a reason why I cut them out of the movie because it didn't because of what happened next and it was killed me because I was like this would have been the greatest and easiest movie to make because it's on one street yeah right? so what happened was I filmed him and I'm like I mean you have to understand like the haunt across the street it's his father mm -hmm. with three daughters Okay. And they have a totally different energy than Donald's Hunt. Donald's Hunt is like, oh, aggro dudes. Yeah. <laughs> Theirs is like beautiful and magical and stuff that you, like they, they bought all the crazy toxic waste dump stuff that you see at like at the trans world. And they yeah. have, so that they have like all the animatronics plus they, they're really into like really cool characters and they do bloody stuff too, but it's super fun. Yeah. And I was just, it's amazing to have like two different types of wild haunts in one street. So I said to him, so what do you think of the haunt across the street? He's like, we make stuff, they buy stuff. I interviewed oh. them and they go, well, we buy most of our stuff, but it's amazing to watch what Donald makes. He's the true artist. And then I go oh. to, them, to, to him and he's like, look, look what they're doing over there. It's nothing compared to what I'm doing. And I filmed them and they're like, look, we're nothing compared to him. Oh. He's a constant inspiration and we look at him as like the true artist and we just aspire to be that way. And yeah. then his, the youngest daughter was like, I've gotten into blood and gore because of Donald's use of blood and gore in his haunt. It's genius. I just want to be half as good one day. And you're just like, oh my God. And then Donald's like, they're like competing against a baby. If right. I were to compete against a baby, I would kill the baby and I would win. <laughs> and then his wife was like, you're not going to let him say that in your movie, are you? You're not let him say this in your movie. Okay. <laughs> the next day I go. Yeah. And they're hanging out. Oh. And I was like, what's this about? And he goes, well, after the interview yesterday, we just realized we have a lot in common. And <laughs> there's no, now there's no rivalry. There's no plot. That means there's no. Ruin the movie. <laughs> totally ruined the movie. And I even said that. You ruined the movie. Your friendship and love and mutual admiration ruined my movie. Back at square one. You. 
Damn hope it. you enjoy your friendship. Oh. Hope, you enjoy, hope you enjoy it. I hope you make beautiful haunt babies together. Fuck. Could, just couldn't just save one this for the act. Couldn't save this for the <laughs> end of the movie. Would have been great. Page 90, not page 10. <laughs> not page 10. We're not even at the first act yet, you jerk. And then I, I, that's what I was like, you know what? All right, fine. I was already filming some other haunts. I'm like, you know what? You know what? Here's what I'm going to do. I need to see what are the most extreme haunts that are out there. And let's start bringing the extreme haunts into this movie. That's yeah. really what yeah, happened. Yeah, of course. And then I was like, oh, blackout. Let's try to get them. They're like, I don't want to be in a haunt movie. I'm like, okay, if that's fine, I'll get you in it. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Like, no. I was like, you may not want to, but I will let you be there. <laughs> We're going to do it. We're going to do it. I, I don't know how, but I'm going to make this happen. Right. And then it was delusion. They're like, I don't want to be in your movie. I'm like, okay, I'll just keep working on them. And I just kept <laughs> yeah. And then stumbled across. McKamey Manor, and oh. that was a whole other story. So okay. I got, I gotta ask, I gotta ask, did you go through it? No. Okay. <laughs> no. Okay, that, valid question. But like, though. if you had said yes, I would have been like, "What the fuck? You recorded <laughs> all that?" Yes, you would have seen it in the movie, right? And then you would have seen me. With like oh. patches of shaved hair, crying like <laughs> I am the director of this movie. <laughs> I would have asked for way more for the Kickstarter to like regrow my hair. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. that and all the, the psychological. Yeah. yeah. The psychological. Psychological. Look, let me tell you right now. I had nightmares after <gasps> filming there for I can months. Only imagine. Like it's. Ah. If you ever like look honestly. To get into McKamey Manor is like mm. to do a different show in McKamey Manor because it's right. a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah. It's a giant beast. Dude, there's just a lot there. And I even still talk to a lot of the people who I filmed that went through it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, oh yeah, that's a whole thing, man. It's a really, it's, 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 um, well, it's, it's a, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I mean, like he, you, you see it in the movie, a part of it, and I showed you more about him than anyone had ever seen at the time. Like no one even knew that he was a wedding singer. Like that. No, no one knew that. <laughs> until Surprisingly I nice trailer. voice. That <laughs> part made me laugh so hard, by the way. Oh, I was God. really <laughs> uncomfortable because I was like, I don't, I don't know how to feel about this because he's got a really nice voice. It's like, but you are Dude. a psychological like sociopath. He's like, got a great singing voice. And I, but I told him like page. when I found out about I found what I I was doing a lot of research to find out as much stuff as I could, mm-hmm. and um, I had to do a lot to win him over to let me film because he did not want me to film any of what I filmed, right, or show any of what I filmed because I'm showing exactly you know this is him while he's filming here's what's going on because there's a he's only showing with a wide angle lens you know in an extreme close-up whatever he wanted you to see and nothing else he edited his own videos to put out there so yeah there you go so you got what you you know and so he he the whole point was to not have someone like me show up and film Mm -hmm. so i but i'll tell you one thing there's a whole process but i'll tell you one thing i said I told him very early on, I said, I really want to show you singing at your weddings and then do a split screen and show the crazy shit that you do at McKamey Manor. And while you're singing. Yeah. And he was like, oh, that's a great split screen moment. I'm like, isn't <gasps> it? It's like a De Palma movie. Like, yeah. and here you go. And he was like, oh my God. He's like, 
you know, but how am I going to come off? I said, you know, I'll tell you how you're going to come off. People are going to go, this guy's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you're going to come off. And you know what? Here's what's going to happen. What happens when someone finds out about you? The mm. first thing is this person's out of their mind. Yeah. Then they learn more and they think it's worse than I thought. Mm. Yeah. Then they learn something maybe that you have a good singing voice and it's like, oh, this guy's got a great singing, you know, or hey, you know what? Hey, maybe this guy's different than I thought. Yeah. And then we're going to show the full picture of what you do. And at that point, probably 90% of people are going to go, wow, that was worse than I imagined. <laughs> oh my God. This guy needs a safe word. And I'm like, wink, wink. You need a safe word. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then there'll be some other people who go, I want to try that. Mm. And guess why? Because you show your videos online and I'm the guy who's like, I would never do that. And then there's other people who actually do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's how you're going to come off. The way people you come off in someone else's internet rabbit hole is how you'll come off in this. I'm not going to tell people how they should feel about you. They're going to feel this way though. And you know that. Mm -hmm. And I will have some scary music for you. We have to have scary music when we show you. (laughs) And he started laughing. It's like, oh, I want some scary music. So, you know, I'm really proud of the stuff that we have in the movie because we did get to peek behind the curtain in a way that no one else ever has. Yeah. And we only showed some of it. The stuff I showed, I wanted to be impressive and and funny, shocking, Mm -hmm. emotional, and take you through something. And there's so much more. There's so mm-hmm. much more. And I was, yeah, uh, there's times where I yeah, think about all the amount of footage that I have, t- terabytes of footage. And it's um, like, I'm in the, my office right now and it's just walls of hard drives. It's crazy <laughs> to have, actually awesome. have them looking back at me. I'm always like, squint looking at me. Right. But, um, <laughs> yeah, but like, thing is it's like there's so many things that we got to introduce to the world with haunters part of it was getting people to have a real strong opinion outside Mm -hmm. of the haunt world about extreme haunts and about Mm -hmm. whether or not about the idea of a safe word and about the idea of what it is to have one and what is to not have one the idea of the correct way of scaring somebody. Mm, yeah. And the idea of scaring somebody with compassion that also really scares them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's you know what we got in Donald's story, but that's what we got in Shar's story. Yeah. Yes. And Shar Mayer is like one of those people who I met her. I met her, she was in the middle, she was in a show called Play Dead mm-hmm. with Todd yeah. Robbins. Play Dead was a show that Todd Robbins put on. Todd Robbins was a um, a sideshow performer in Coney Island for over 15 years. Okay. Yeah. He was the human blockhead and he ate glass. Ooh. Uh, he also knows more about murder and supernatural and con artists than anybody else on this planet. You can just tell him a date and he will go, it was... 1846 and he'll just tell you and it's a he'll tell you a whole true story it's like gonna blow your mind i love it i want to meet him yeah me too yeah dude todd is the greatest so he put on a show that he got teller from penn and teller to direct (gasps) okay and the whole show was him telling true stories about different people who are dead 
from serial killers to spiritualists. And he's telling stories while he's conjuring up spirits and doing things in front of you. And it was scary and it was funny and it was emotional. And Char was in that show and she was there to scare you. And when she appeared, I screamed out loud. (laughs) She scared me so bad. I screamed. I almost fell out of my seat. I lost it. And she was, I'm like in like the fifth row or something. I'm not next to her. She delivered a scare so perfectly. I was just amazed. And I was already like filming Haunters at that time. Right. So I, I got to go backstage and I met her. I met Todd. That was great. And then he introduced me to Char and find out that she's a scare actor and haunts. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I need to interview you. Yeah. So I thought I was going to interview her once. I interview her and she starts talking about haunts. And I just fell in love with her. And I was, we talk every week. She has oh. become one of my closest friends. That's I love so her so cool. much and her husband. Oh, and he looks so sweet. He, Jerry, oh my God. They're just, they're really just so adorable and wonderful people. And it's one of those things where whenever you're done filming, mm-hmm. so much more happens and it drives me nuts. Or like, yeah. some, like all of a sudden people start sh- sharing more stuff with you and you're like, yeah. hey, that would have been good <laughs> in the movie. Damn like, it, where's my camera? <laughs> here's some bonus features on Char. So Char, who I just absolutely love. Um, oh, by the way, when I said I was in the Haunters, it's yeah. a photograph of Donald in his dad's military outfit. And me, mm-hmm. I'm the one wearing the skeleton shirt with the Freddy okay. Claw. Okay. Oh. I didn't have a like, Freddy costume at that time. I had a Freddy Claw, <laughs> some scratches on my face, and a skeleton shirt. Like, that has anything to do with Nailed Freddy. it. Nailed it. Was, awesome. Like, here's a little kid dressed up as a skeleton <laughs> pretending to be Freddy. That's me. That's me. Skeleton I'm, Freddy. Just the confusion alone is terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, anyways. So, Charm, you know, we had these great conversations. And the one thing that she said in the first interview that then had me hooked to just find out everything about her was when she said, there's a connection between the monster and the human. Yes. And it's like, I scared people at haunts for years. I grew up doing this. I love it. I've been the, I love getting scared and I love to scare people. And when you're about to scare somebody, that nervous energy, the butterflies, the nervousness, the excitement, the what is going to happen when I do this? What are they going to do? What am I going to do? What are they going to do to me? Hopefully nothing. I (laughs) hope this is going to be fun for all of us. And sometimes, you know, fight or flight kicks in. Mm -hmm. So when she talked about that, I was like, wow, she is just perfect. And when she told her stories about fight or flight reactions. I got mm-hmm. very emotional when she was telling those stories. And it was just, I'm, I'm so glad people could hear them because it's like this, people need to know that there's a human being behind that mask. And I've heard it on your show so many times too. I, I really enjoy when you were talking about how when people go through and they point out, this is where someone's going to jump out. That's yeah. fake. It's like, okay, thanks a lot, dude. Yeah. It's like yelling out the ending to, uh, you know, 
uh, a Shyamalan movie. Like I was the, about um, to say that. Yes. Well, there we go. <laughs> Sixth Sense. Come on. Boom. It's like you know. It's like that he sees dead people, and Bruce Willis is wearing a wig, and then he's leaving yeah. the theater. <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, it's it's like that, and so, and but it, that's like the nicest wor- worst thing that can happen. The worst mm-hmm. worst thing is somebody can punch you. And the worst thing on top of that is some drunk person showing up in front of their friends yeah. uh, who doesn't know, you know, wants to like show off and be like, look at me. And then just full on attack the person in the mask. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't yeah. realize what they're doing. So it's, um, I don't know. I was so happy to get her story in there, but there's this other guy that's in the movie, Craig, the big guy who's not a haunt fan. His lower thirds says, oh, I don't really pay attention yeah, to like yeah. what, people's lower thirds are like some people think why was this person's lower thirds whatever i'm like i, I don't because honestly because i was i needed to put something there leave me alone but with him <laughs> i was like craig not a haunt fan it's gonna say not a haunt fan because yeah. that's the first time i met him i was at my nephew's birthday party yeah and he's like i hear you're doing a documentary on haunts i'm like yeah he's like hi i'm craig i'm I'm not a haunt fan. <laughs> I was like, okay. Thank you for volunteering that information. I know. I was, I, well, I was like, well, you know, why aren't you a haunt fan? He's like, because when I went through a haunt, I got so scared. I smacked and hit this kid in the face and their oh. mask came off and I saw it was a little girl. Yeah. And I felt so horrible and I've never gone to a haunt since because I know I can't control myself and had to sit on my hands every Halloween when trick-or-treaters come by because I'm just like, don't even go to the door. Someone, I don't want to, because he's like a big, huge guy. Yeah. And he really can't control those reactions. So, Mm. you know, I think that's just fascinating. And I really liked him because it's like, well, he knows not to go. Mm -hmm. Um, That's his reaction. Thank you, That's responsible. Thank you, Right, thank you. But Char in the movie, she shared a lot of stuff. Here's what she didn't share. Some bonus features on Char that's so cool. So Char was in one of the original shadow casts of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. What? As Riff Raff. What? And then I found the footage and it drove me absolutely out of my mind when I found footage of her as a teenager. Exactly as she is in the movie Haunter. She's exactly the same person, no different, just a teenager. And she's talking about like, yeah, yeah, you throw the rice, we got the water guns, we got the whole, like she's got the- Yeah. <laughs> she met Jerry on the tour bus, ACDC's tour bus. That's what, what? they met. Yeah. She also used to really be a hardcore punk rocker. And that, there's that footage- does not surprise me no. whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> totally. You totally get that from her. Oh, that energy is just, yeah, radiating off her. For sure. But there is film footage of her at a um, a Clash show. And while the Clash are on stage, this is like the Clash in the 70s. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Late, yeah, 70s. The Clash is performing and some security guard pushes her and then she punches the guy in the face. <laughs> I was like, you know how many times I would have shown this in the movie? Are you yeah. kidding me? You're dr- like every time. She's like, oh, I didn't think about it. I didn't think I'm like, I'm like, oh, you're. From now on, that, that'll never happen to me again. But anyways, yeah. Char is just one of those awesome people. And, you know, when I was done filming, I saw more of what she, she was mentoring more and more and more people. Yeah. And she still mentors people. Mm-hmm. And she teaches people the correct way of scaring people. And, you know, I'm just, 
I love what she does. She's, it's always cool to see her at work and um, in creating stuff. It's just really cool. Like there's a part in the movie where you see her as a clown glowing yeah. in a black light. Yes. So that was amazing. I was hired to put on. Really? Um, YouTube hired me to put on a haunted house. First they called and said, we need somebody to do a, um, a scary red carpet premiere for us. Right. Okay. And I was like, where, where is it going to be? They go, it's the sidewalk. Can you make the sidewalk scary? I'm like, I can make it really scary. Thank you. Hire me. Scary. <laughs> so I did worked on that. And then they brought me back when they brought me back. I was like, aha, I'm going to bring on Char as the, she'll be, she'll be here as the monster wrangler and she'll also act. And I will film her scaring people use it in my movies. I worked out a deal with YouTube that I can film there and use it in my movie. Yeah. And Donald and his family, they built up parts of that haunt also. And we took over a soundstage and that's how you get to see her as the clown scaring people in that one moment. Oh, that's um, awesome. It was so much fun and worked out really great. It was just fun to work with all of them mm-hmm. um, in that maze. But um, I, I mean, I love creating stuff like that. Like the, my company, um, I'm co-owner of the Brain Factory and the Brain Factory um, really started off by doing 3D and um, immersive art, immersive experiences, virtual reality, and everything scary. Mm-hmm. And our first client ever was Tim Burton. Gah! And Tim Burton hired us to produce ghost illusions at President Obama's first Halloween party at the White House. Amazing. So we got to what? go to the White House for a couple of days. And put on this crazy thing and I at that time I that was what 2009 I hired mm-hmm. Donald uh to create some stuff for it I hired some of my favorite 3D artists to work on stuff so I brought all my favorite people together mm-hmm. to create something that would be really great and you know Tim then just kept hiring me to do all kinds of stuff for him oh, um yeah no big deal so we, we even did stuff for like concept stuff for his um Vegas show that he did Right. Las Vegas. So, you know, it's, you know, we, you create a lot of stuff. Some stuff makes it, some stuff doesn't, but yeah, it's always, oh, come on. It's amazing to be able to do anything for, you know, Tim Burton. I grew up just loving everything his movies. I mean, Pee Wee's Big Adventure like got me <laughs> yes. into horror. Yes. Like it was Pee Wee <laughs> yeah. because the large Marge scene yeah. when large oh Marge God. said it was, and her face looked just like this. And then <laughs> the animation of her eyes bugging out and the tongue oh, that, yeah. that I find out years later, the Kyoto brothers did, the guys who did Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Mm-hmm. They did that animation, <laughs> yeah. right? Okay. So I went and saw that movie as a child. I was, what, nine? Yeah. Killer and Clowns? No. Um, oh, oh, okay. I, was like, <laughs> I saw that when I was a kid, <laughs> a too, though. timeline here. <laughs> no, no. Piggy Wee's Big Adventure, I saw it in theaters when I was nine years old. Mm. I went by myself. <laughs> no one else wanted to see it that <laughs> I knew. That's fine. I saw it twice in a row. I saw it. in the th- This is back when they did not clear out the theater. Just, just right. I was yeah, the kid was, that yeah. lived in the movie theater. I yeah. usually didn't have to pay. They're just like, here he comes again. <laughs> Uh, the unsupervised John Schnitzer. Classic John. <laughs> yeah, like here he is. There's that kid. So the first time I watched it, the second time I watched it, I sat in the front row 
and I turned around and watched everyone else's reaction to the large Marge scene. Oh my God. And they all screamed. They all got scared. And I was like, this is the greatest. I love <laughs> this so much. I enjoyed this. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It is like, I know I was just always into Halloween and all yeah. of the, everything's scary. So it's mm-hmm. like, there's nothing like scaring people or getting scared. It's like, it's this, the most dramatic, fun, it's every emotion it's cranked up at the highest. Yeah, it's yes. euphoric. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's it's like a real symphony of emotions, like, and you're hitting the highest note. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. what's fun about horror and mm-hmm. Halloween. It's mm-hmm. like, and it's an agreed thing, like, okay, everyone's going to be into something a little dark, a little creepy, more than usual, and everyone's going to be more creative than they right. usually yeah. are. And that's just the most fun to me. Mm-hmm. Love all that stuff. Um, if people want to find you on the internet who haven't already found you on the internet, where can they do so? Okay, you can go check out uh, thebrainfactory.com, mm-hmm. thebrainfactory.com. That's uh, my company website, which is really fun. You're going to find some crazy stuff on there. You're going to see stuff from my virtual reality project, mm-hmm. Flatline Experience, where you go through so- someone's near-death mm-hmm. experience in virtual mm-hmm. reality. Um, you're going to see stuff from the Obama movies. Halloween party on there yeah. mm-hmm. and some Tim Burton stuff on there. There's just mm-hmm. really cool shit on there. Awesome. Um, not a lot of what I do. Um, uh, some things I'm not allowed to even ever share. And some of it uh, I finally was allowed to share and I'm like putting it on the website. So mm-hmm. thebrainfactory.com. <laughs> if you want to know more about where to find haunters, mm-hmm. hauntersmovie.com. Mm-hmm. And hauntersmovie.com is you're going to see I'm always updating that with new things uh, because we were just on BuzzFeed's list of like the most shocking documentaries ever made uh, in June. Yep. It's like we've been on four best of BuzzFeed lists, which is so crazy. None of them are Halloween related. No, of course not. None of them are horror related. They're all documentary lists. We've always been on there with like three identical strangers and like the jinx. I'm so... Yeah one away that we're like on these lists and we're always in the top 10 and like Hell boom yeah. Damn so straight. Straight. and you know you can find me on instagram mm-hmm. if you want to see cute puppy pictures and like always always <laughs> pretty Clearly. much always posting something of momo um that's like so you'll just see like john schnitzer on instagram or whatever and then you'll see you know there's a haunches the the movie um account on facebook and instagram but mm-hmm. i i'm gonna do more this october i'll post more stuff on there and i usually uh give away some haunters shirts and stuff awesome. so i just you know get some i like i like to give away the stuff to the fans and yeah, to yeah. people who enjoy it uh because why not it's cool <laughs> it's like get to be the guy that, that does that okay so that was a lot to cover and we still have so much more to go over i think we're gonna have to make a part two Wow. Yeah, um, absolutely going to make a part two. So next week, or not next week, but the week after, you will hear the rest of this episode, which it's just a lot. And John has so many great insights into haunting and his experiences. Where he came from, like the people that he's met along the way, the stories that he's like created and heard and listened from other people. It's like... There's no way we could get on one episode. No, not yeah. even not even a little. Yeah. And if we did, it would be like amazing for you guys to, <laughs> to stay tuned in and listen for like yeah. the three hours we talked. Yeah. But it would be a very long episode. Yeah. Um, so had to cut this into two. So I hope you enjoyed part one. 
see you on the next one. And you've been listening to Just Just Haunted House Things. Things.